Thank you for listening to the Celebration Church podcast. For more information about Celebration Church, go to ccacron.org. There you will find information about our church, upcoming events, and how to make a contribution to the ministry of Celebration Church. We hope this message is an encouragement to you. If you have your Bibles, you can go to Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9. If you haven't figured out yet, Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> it is the, it's the best time of the year. It's my favorite time of the year. And I love, I love preaching. I love preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ at Christmas time. Doesn't get any better than that. For unto us a child is born, a Savior is given. <laughs> Amen. If, as Bob says, if that doesn't light your fire, your wood's wet. So, <laughs> Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. This is a prophecy from Isaiah regarding the coming of Jesus. We've read this multiple times already this Christmas season, but I'm going to read it again and preach from it tonight. Verse 6, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called, let's say this together, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. <laughs> Woo, yes. <laughs> Let's do that again, shall we? <laughs> I don't get tired of that. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Amen. Hallelujah. Can we just give him praise? Thank you, Lord, for your name is Wonderful, Mighty God, Mighty God. <laughs> Woo, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You know, that, that where it says, for unto us a child is born, you can just take out that word us and put capital M-E. <laughs> for unto me a child is born, unto me a son is given, and his name, his name, yeah, the government will be on his shoulders and his name shall be called Wonderful. You know, Jesus didn't need to be born as a baby. He didn't need to come. He was fully sufficient in of himself. Him and him, the Father, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit were in perfect unity together. They didn't need, they didn't need to put into place this plan of redemption, but Jesus chose, he willingly chose to lay down his life for you and I. Jesus willingly chose to step into creation as a man for you and I. He became my mediator. He became the son, the baby that was born for me. You know, it wasn't enough that he was just merely born. It says that he was born, but he was given. The son was given. You know, a baby, babies are born all the time. <laughs> but this was the son of God that was given for you and I. This was the son, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one, stepped, as it were, out of the picture frame of his word into the very life itself, stepped out of his word and became man for you and I. John 1.14 says that the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. This was the Christ that was born for you and I. 
The angels sang their song. They said, to you, this day a Savior is born. Yeah, their song was right. It was accurate to you, to you and I. This day a Savior is born. And they said, he is the Lord. There was no, there was no debate over this. He was the Lord of the angels. He was the Lord over creation. He was the Lord over all things that ever were, than that are, and that shall be. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He's the Lord of all creation. And he stepped into creation for you and I. It says that the government shall be on his shoulders. The government shall be on his shoulders. Hebrews 1.3 says, Who being the brightness of his glory and the expressed image of his person is upholding all things by the word of his power. Psalms 37.23 says, The steps of the righteous man are ordered by the Lord. Jeremiah 1.5 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you and I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Yeah, God rules all things. Christ, this baby who was born in a manger for you and I, is seated at the right hand of God, ruling all things by the word of his power. God has placed on Jesus the rulership, the government, the authority of all things. Every step of your life, Every step of your life has been ordered and directed by God. Even in those dark days, even in the days of your depravity, even in the days of your disease, your sickness of sin, God ordered and ordained your steps that there would come a moment in your life where your life would intersect with the grace and the majesty and the glory of God. God has ordered and directed your steps. Yeah, if God is ordering and directing your steps, if He is truly ruling and reigning all things by the word of His power, if He truly is ruling and reigning and ordering and directing the steps of your life, then there's nothing that you and I need to be worried about. Now is there? <laughs> there's no need for us to be anxious. There's no need for us to be fearful. There's no need for us to be worried because Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father, praying and interceding and ruling all things right now over your life. Well, then why is this happening? And why is this situation happening? It's for His glory that that situation is happening in your life. It's for His glory that you're going through suffering. It's for His glory that you go through hardship. It's for His glory that God do those things in your life. When you begin to look at those situations, those hardships, like James said, when you go through those hardships, count it all joy. Why is that, James? How can we count it joy when I'm facing family trouble? How can I count it joy when when I'm facing uh, marriage trouble? How can I count it joy when I'm facing financial trouble? James, what are you talking about? Because the patience that's being perfected in your life through that situation is making you perfect and complete. He said, the glory of God is being worked out in your life. He's ruling all things by his power. Jeremiah, before I formed you in the, warm, in the womb, before I formed you, before I fashioned you, before I created your structure and your purpose, is what the Greek or the Hebrew says there. Before I formed you, before I fashioned you, it's like a potter spinning that clay on the potter's wheel. 
and the potter's making the decision about what that, what that clay is going to become. You know, we, we get it backwards sometimes. We think as the clay, we're going to tell the creator what he's going to make of us. But he knows every step, every detail, every design, the amount of fire needed to heat your life up, to create the end masterpiece of your life. Yeah, God's creating a masterpiece. He's ruling your life today. Amen. It's good that he's at the controls and not you. (laughs) Yield control. Ephesians 2.10 says that we are God's workmanship. He's the potter. He's the potter making this masterpiece out of our lives. That word workmanship is the word poema. We are God's masterpiece in the Greek. You are God's masterpiece. Every detail Every stroke of the brush, every, every pounding of the clay, every heating of the clay, every detail of your life is under the government, under the rule of God. It says in, in Jeremiah 1.5, we can put that verse back up. Jeremiah 1.5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. I foreknew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. That means sanctified, that he set you apart. He ordained your life. I ordained you. I gave you. The word there in the Hebrew means I gave you as a gift to the nations. You are God's masterpiece, and He is displaying His glory through your life. You and I, each of us, display a unique expression of the glory of God that no one else can. And that comes as a result of the baby Jesus in the manger. That comes because of unto us a child is born. He is the government. He is the ruler. He is the master worker in our lives that's designing and forming and fashioning all things according to his glory. In Romans chapter 8 verses 28 through 30 it says, And we know, we know that in all things, say all things, Some of you don't believe that tonight. Say all things. And all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. Do you believe that tonight? Is this just a verse that you read in the Bible? Or is this reality for you? I know that in all things. Do you all hear me tonight? I know that in all things. When life's going good and when life's not going good. When people like me and when they don't like me. When people talk about me and they love me. Doesn't matter what comes my way. In all things. He's working all things together for good to those who love God. To those who are called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. Yeah, this is, this is the baby that was born for you and I. We are being conformed into the image of his son. We're being formed into the image of this baby Jesus. <laughs> What it, we have to be born again. That's what Jesus told Nicodemus. You can have a Savior, a Savior born for you, but have you been born to the Savior? Have you been born again, born anew as a baby, being fashioned in the image of a son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren? 
Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. Whom he justified, these he also glorified. Yeah, God foreknew you. He's called you. Those whom he has known, he's called. Those whom he has called, he's declared justified. Those whom he's justified, he's glorifying his life in you and I. All things for his glory. He's working all things. He's carried your life through the pit. He's carried your life through the good times. He's carried your life through the bad times. Stop carrying the guilt of your past with you. Stop carrying the guilt of your past with you. Stop carrying that Jesus has justified your life. If he's declared you justified, there is now therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ. He goes on in Isaiah, it says, And the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name, yeah, his name will be called. His name, there's power in his name. Philippians says that at that name, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. Acts chapter 4 and verse 12 says, There is no other name under heaven by which men must be saved. In Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21, it says, You shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Yeah, Jesus, Jesus, at that name, sickness has got to go. At the name of Jesus, every demon trembles and leaves. At that name, disease break is broken at the power of the name of Jesus. At the name of Jesus, people are born again and redeemed. At the name of Jesus, there's healing for your emotions. At the name of Jesus, we preach the gospel, the message of Jesus that restores, that heals, that saves. That he's the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. Yeah, this is. This is the power in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Woo! Thank you, Lord, for that name. Thank you, Lord, for the name. At his name. Yeah, his wonderful name. It says his name shall be called Wonderful. Everybody say that with me. Wonderful. <laughs> I love that name. His name shall be called Wonderful. <laughs> the word in the Hebrew there for wonderful is miraculous. <laughs> His name shall be called miraculous. It shall be called supernatural. John Newton said this, His greatness is incomprehensible. His wisdom is untraceable. His fullness is inexhaustible. His power is infinite. No one knoweth the Son but the Father, but they have a true knowledge of Him who trust, love, and serve Him. And in their view, He is wonderful. Amen. His name is wonderful. The incarnation of Christ is wonderful. This baby, this God with divine nature, lays aside, humbles himself, his divinity, this divine nature, he lays it aside and steps in to the course of humanity. He takes on the form of a man, this God-man, this baby, Jesus, taking on the nature. He becomes incarnate for you and I. In John 1.14, we said it earlier, that the Word of God became flesh and we saw him. We beheld him. Oh yeah, I, I don't know about you, but I, I, I have to confess I've beheld his glory. I've seen his glory in his temple. I've seen the presence and the glory of the Lord in his sanctuary. I've tasted and I've seen of the glory of the Lord. Can you say that tonight, that I've beheld his glory? I've beheld the glory of the only begotten, this one, this one Jesus who is divine in nature, who came 
came was born of the Virgin Mary. This Logos, Word of God, became flesh. The Logos of God became flesh. The idea, the expression of God Himself became flesh. That is what the Word, the Logos, it is the expression, the idea of God was so powerful, was so rich, was so mighty, that it stepped into creation and manifested itself among us, manifested himself among us, dwelt among us. That word dwelt is the word tabernacled. He came and we became his temple. The Bible says that we, you and I, become temples of the Holy Spirit. You and I become the house, the habitation for God. We become not made by hands. We're not, that's what Hebrews said, we're not a temple made by human hands. We're a temple, the temple constructed by God himself. We become the habitation of his presence. You know, I can go and stand and we have on the, on the banks of the Niagara Falls and oh, how, how majestic are the, are the falls. It's so beautiful to watch the water that comes over the side of the mountain, to see the, the rivers that lead up to the falls and to see the rock formations and the clouds and the sky and the, the mist that comes off the falls, the, the cloud of glory, if you will, that comes off of the falls itself as you watch. To watch the, the falls and, and the, the creation and the park around the falls. All of those things declare the glory of God some, maybe even from the very beginning of creation itself, begin to declare the majesty and the glory and the miraculous nature of God. And yet Jesus, the divine being who stepped into creation for you and I, He was with God before all things that were created were created. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Yeah, this, this Jesus, whoo, this Jesus, even, even the the, even Niagara Falls and the beauties of, of creation, they only declare for a limited time. But Jesus was with the Father. He, he was the divine nature with God, was God in the beginning before all things that were created. He declares the mysteries of God before creation was ever existed. He was there when it was dark and void. He was there when the water was upon the face of the deep. He was there before there was ever man breathed into creation he was there when God and the Father and, and the God the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit had their conversation about the plan of redemption they were there when the Father made the promise to the Son that he would send the Holy Spirit and he was there yeah he was there when God said let there be light he was there this Jesus who was there before all things that were created in eternity past it is He who stepped into creation for you and I. This is the God who stepped into creation for you and I. And He declares the mysteries. Yeah, He declares the wonderful mysteries of the Father. He declares the wonderful mysteries of God to you and I. His nature of, of His ministry is wonderful. The, the wonderful nature of, of the ministry of Jesus. In Acts chapter 10 verse 38... Peter said this, God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit with power who went about doing good. 
This name, this, this wonderful name of Jesus, this sickness leaves that, this ministry of Jesus. He went, he went into the towns and ministered to the sick, ministered to the broken, ministered to the hurting. Everywhere Jesus went, his ministry was supernatural. There were crowds that thronged him. People wanted just to get one touch of his clothes. They wanted to get one glimpse of this man named Jesus. Yeah, the people who followed him were amazed at his teaching. There had never been a man who taught like this man. There had never been a man with such power and authority in his words. There had never been a man like Jesus before. And they followed him. They wanted an encounter with Jesus. They wanted to see his power. They wanted to see his miracles. Yeah, because he is wonderful. He is miraculous. The nature of his ministry is miraculous. And then he came and he laid down his life in 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 15. It says, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Of whom I am chief. Yeah, Paul, Paul recognized that he was, he, he thought this wasn't just, this wasn't just a, a saying of Paul's that oh, I'm the chief of sinners. No, he thought it was reality for him that he was the chief of sinners. He was the man that martyred believers. He was the one that went about killing the Christians. He was among the chief of sinners. And the reality of the gospel message that Jesus Christ came to save sinners. He came to save me. That word save is the word sozo. He saves to the uttermost. Hebrew says that he is able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him. Jesus is our Savior. He came to offer his life for redemption for you and I. He came and gave up his life freely. No one took it from him. He gave it up freely. It is by grace through faith that you and I are saved. It is this work of Christ on the cross that enables us to be born again. Romans 1.16 says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. This is, this is, Romans 1.16, is our joyful occupation as believers that we are to promote and to proclaim the redemption message of Jesus Christ. That he came to offer his life as a propitiation for you and I. Righteousness is not something you do. Righteousness is what God does in you. Our righteousness is of filthy rags. Our heart is full of everything vile. Our carnal nature wants everything that is evil when we pursue pleasure and carnal lust. But when we encounter the King of kings and the Lord of lords, when we begin to see Jesus on the cross crucified, all of a sudden our pleasure and our desires begin to change. And He becomes our pleasure. He becomes our desire. It's not the things of this life. It becomes Him. He's enough for you and I. Jesus Christ came and he laid down his life. He was nailed to that cross for you and I. The spikes were driven into his hands and his feet. He was beaten. The crown of thorns placed on him. His, those that actually followed to the cross watched him die. Watched him give up his life. Watched him lay down his life. Watched as his spirit man began to separate from his body. Watched him die. Joseph of Arimathea 
And those with him began to take the body of Christ down off the cross, lifting up his arm and it falling limp, dealing with his, the dead weight of his body after he had been crucified, tending to the wounds that had, that had been placed upon him by evil man, dealing with him, washing him, cleansing this dead body, preparing him for burial. He was dead and he was gone. But oh, friends, <laughs> he is wonderful even in his death. He's wonderful. He's still miraculous in his death for the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. If he dwells in you, he'll quicken. Yeah, the Holy Ghost came upon Jesus in that, in that, in that. <laughs> Woo! It came upon him in that. <laughs> came upon him in that tomb and resurrection life began to flow through his body. He wasn't just raised from the dead, friend. You know, there's a lot of people that were raised from the dead when Jesus ministered and their graves are with us today. But he wasn't just raised from the dead. He was resurrected. He had a resurrected body, a new body. He took on new life for you and I. He became the first fruits of our resurrection that's to come. Yeah, he is miraculous even in his death. He became the first fruits of our blessed hope. Yeah, there's coming a day when this eastern sky is going to split. Yeah, it's a dark world all around us right now. And darkness, yeah, darkness covers the earth. But arise and shine for the glory of the Lord rises on you. Arise and shine for the glory of right now. Dawn is beginning to pierce through the darkness and Jesus Christ himself will return from heaven with a shout. And the voice of the archangel, then you and I who are alive and remain shall be caught up with them in the clouds. I can't wait for that day. He was the first fruits of that resurrection. <laughs> this is, this is unto you, unto me, a Savior has been born, a Son has been given. This is the Christmas message. Charles Spurgeon says this. He said, the day is come, the day of wrath, the day of fire. The ages are ended. The last century, like the last pillar of dilapidated temple, has crumbled to its fall. The clock of time is verging to its last hour. It is on the stroke. The time has come when the things that are made must disappear. Lo, I see the earth's bowels moving. A thousand hillocks give up their slumbering dead. The battlefields are clothed no more with the rich harvest that have been manured with blood. But a new harvest has sprung up. The fields are thick with men. The sea itself becomes a prolific mother. And though she hath swallowed men alive, she gives them up again. And they stand before God, an exceeding great army. Sinners, you have risen from your tombs. The pillars of heaven are reeling. The sky is moving to and fro the sun the eye of this great world is rolling like a maniac's and glaring with dismay the moon that long has cheered the night now makes the darkness terrible for she is turned into a clot of blood portents and signs and wonders past imagination make the heavens shake and make men's hearts quail within them Suddenly upon a cloud there comes one like unto the Son of Man. Sinners, picture your astonishment and your wonder when you see him. Now Judas, come and give him a traitor's kiss. 
Ah, nay, says he, I knew not what I kissed. I thought I kissed only the son of Mary. But lo, he is the everlasting God. Now ye kings and princes that stood up and took counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break his bands asunder and cast his cords from us. Come now, take counsel once more. Rebel against him now. Oh, can ye picture the astonishment, the wonder, the dismay when careless, godless infidels find out what Christ is. Oh, they will say, this is wonderful. I thought not that he was such as this. While Christ shall say to them, thou thoughtest that I was altogether such as yourselves, but I am no such thing. I am come in all my Father's glory to judge the quick and the dead. Yeah, he is wonderful. He's miraculous. He is the coming King. He is our Savior. He is the one who rules all things by the word of his power. Our wonderful God. Our miraculous God. Hallelujah. Yeah, and his heavenly ministry is wonderful. <laughs> his heavenly ministry is wonderful. Right now, the same Jesus that resurrected out of that tomb, ascended on high. That same Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father right now. There is a Jewish man sitting on the right hand of the Father who is praying, who is interceding for you and I. He has become our high priest. He is, Hebrews 8 says, the minister of the sanctuary. He's become the one that's sitting at the right hand of God who's praying for you. He's praying for you. He's praying for every situation that you face. He's praying for every family drama that you're going through. He's praying for every financial situation you'll go through. He's praying for every ministry decision that you'll make. Yeah, Jesus is interceding our high priest right now. He is the glorified one. He is the resurrected one. He is the ascended one. His name is wonderful. He is miraculous. In Acts chapter 2, verse 33, it says, Therefore, being exalted to the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, He poured out this which you now see and hear. He is our intercessor. He's our heavenly intercessor. And He is, he is the heavenly baptizer in the Holy Spirit. That is the ministry of Jesus. That is the heavenly ministry of Jesus. John the Baptist said, there is one who's coming after I. He's mightier than I. Whose sandals I'm not worthy to even undo. He will. He will. He will. Yeah, he will. He is baptizing you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. He is the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. This is our Jesus. He is wonderful. Everything that He does is wonderful. Everything that He has said and spoken is wonderful. Is He wonderful to you? Have you tasted of the wonderful nature of God? Have you experienced the miraculous, supernatural nature of Jesus? It's not just a one-time experience, friend. It's not just a one-time, one dab will do you. No, when you taste of the miraculous nature... Oh, it is all sufficient to, to solve and to heal and to solve every problem, to heal every disease, to remove every burden. One drop of His blood, one moment in His presence is enough to change everything. But I have to have more. It leaves me longing for more. He leaves me longing for more. Yeah, He is infinite. This God is infinite. He's wonderfully infinite. <laughs> he is miraculously infinite. In all his ways, he's unending. And I can taste 
for all eternity of His infinite nature. I can taste for all eternity the unchanging, unwavering nature of God for myself. Hallelujah. 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 What about you, friend? (laughs) Oh, is He enough for you? Have you tasted of his goodness? Are you tasting? Maybe, maybe I should say this. Maybe, maybe I should say, are you tasting of his goodness? Have you, have you just had one taste or are you feasting at the table of the Lord? Are you feasting on his miraculous nature? Are you feasting every day on his word? Are you feasting every day through worship on his presence? Are you feasting every day through prayer and of his goodness? Are you hearing the wonderful voice of the Lord, the miraculous voice? Oh yeah, the voice, the voice of many waters, the voice in the whisper, the voice in that quiet secret place, the voice with the Lord. Are you hearing him? <laughs> Are you hearing his voice that will change everything? The wonderful, miraculous voice of the Lord. Are you tasting of his goodness today? Jesus, we thank you. Unto us, unto me, a Savior is born. Unto me a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulders and his name shall be called Wonderful. Thank you, Lord, that you are wonderful. You're wonderful to me. You're miraculous to me. You're supernatural to me. You're wonderful. The display of your beauty and your glory and your majesty are absolutely wonderful. Your ministry is wonderful. Your character is wonderful. Your death is wonderful. Your resurrection is wonderful. Your ascension is wonderful. Your heavenly ministry is wonderful. It's miraculous. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, let us taste. Taste anew. Taste afresh. Lord, of your wonderful nature. Lord, we worship you. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we worship you. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your wonderful goodness to us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Why don't you just lift your hands, even even where you're seated, just just to say, Lord, I surrender, and I, I need a taste. I need a fresh. I need a fresh revelation, Lord, tonight of your miraculous nature. Lord, I need to see again. I need to see again the baby in the manger. I need to see again the the crucified, suffering Savior on the cross. I need to see again the conquering King who resurrected for me. I need need to see again the, the high priest seated at the right hand of majesty for me, Lord. I need to see again. I need I need a fresh revelation. Lord, let it be real in our hearts. Lord, let it be let it be tangible, real in our lives, God, that we won't take we won't take it, Lord, just for granted as religious words on a page, but the reality of the gospel that right now seated in heaven is a <laughs> heavenly high priest who in who came, who divinely came and stepped in to creation as a man who's seated, who's been tempted in all things as we have been as yes without sin. Yeah, he's interceding. He's carrying on the ministry. Lord, give us a fresh revelation, a new, new, new insight, new reality, fresh passion, Lord, for our miraculous, our miraculous Savior, our wonderful Jesus, this child that was born. Oh, 
the conquering King. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, you are miraculous in all that you do. You're my Savior, you're my healer. You're the baptizer in the Holy Ghost and you're coming King. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Uh, Lord, I bless you. I, I worship you, my wonderful, my wonderful Savior. My wonderful Savior. Thank you for joining the Celebration Podcast. For more information, visit ccacron.org or call us at 330-762-7458. You can also download the Celebration app from iTunes or the Android store. With my father, it's so awesome.